Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Okay, everybody, welcome back. I want to start this episode off a little differently, and I want to basically pick up where I left off in the last episode, and I want to discuss, again, more specifically and as, as best I can, certainly theorize about some of the things that Derek Johnson brought up in the X-22 Spotlight report there where he was talking with Dave. Again, if you haven't watched that, go back to the last episode and look in the link in the description, and uh, and you can give it a watch, and this may make a little more sense. And yet, if you haven't watched that, that's okay. Maybe this will make some sense to you also, and certainly provide maybe a few opinions and, and outlooks on things. You've heard me state from the beginning that I've defended the Q movement from the start and will continue to do so. There's too much information there and there was too much learning taking place to not analyze it, not learn from it, not wake up from it, and not pay attention. Only the dead asleep were the ones who were not paying attention to it because they are afraid of learning and they're afraid of having their, their comfortable delusion crumble to the ground. I think another aspect to it also is that many of us know that we live in a corrupt world, and when there are drops of information that come out consistently from a specified source, and it certainly makes the mainstream as it, as it did, it's impossible to ignore. And again, anybody criticizing the movement, in particular after Joe Biden was installed, I, of course, have called these people out, and, and you probably know who they are, but these are individuals, again, who either got overly emotional and frustrated with the fact that they didn't think that they were seeing particular things go down the way that they thought they should go down or when they thought they should go down. The thing to keep in mind is that if there is a military operation taking place, which there clearly is, and this is my opinion, there is no way that they are openly going to tell the public when and how that's going to take place. The Q drops provided a great deal of information, and it didn't mean that if a drop was on a particular day, then said thing was going to happen on that day. We, we know that that's not true. We know that they are the, there are these things called deltas, which is where, again, some of the posts correspond to a particular day, but not the year or, well, yeah, not that specific year in which the drop was made based on the message that was being made. Sometimes it was for a year later, two years later, three years later, so on and so forth. So there are a number of things here, again, that I want to go through regarding what, what Derek Johnson brought up. First of all, he, he's, he's directly referencing the Law of War manual, and I am in possession of that book, and again, at a quick glance, I can tell you, having not read the entire thing, because that would be impossible, in fact, I've, ver I've read very little of it, but I have looked at parts of it and pages of it, and it's remarkably broad, and yet very specific as to what can happen and the roles and responsibilities of the people who have an oath to uphold in order to enforce those laws and those, those regulations. Derek goes into it more specifically, and you've also heard me reference a particular Rumble channel, which is uh, Magic Eyes Only, 
They have a number of videos specifically diving into the, the correlation between the Q posts and the Law of War manual to try to show people what's really going on. And then there are numerous other individuals, of course, who are out there who are talking about what Trump is specifically saying and how he drops uh, ver very specific comments that sometimes seem totally out of place. But it's a way for us to learn the communications that they are making so that we have a heads up as to what is potentially going to occur or is actually going to occur. Derek gets into that in, in that interview also to a great extent. When I was listening to him talk, of course, I was asking myself a number of questions because much of it makes sense to me having followed the Q drops as they were coming out and then and diving more specifically into it. So I have a few takes on it and I just wanted to provide those here. First of all, he mentions that there would have to be another lockdown of some kind. Again, whether it be a martial law scenario or whatever it is, but it would be done really, in reality, as, as a way to root out criminals within cities. And he specifically says it wouldn't be a surface war that takes place, it would be underground, in the underground tunnels that, that exist, and that's where some of the war would actually take place. I'm not doubting that at all. In fact, I want to point everybody back to something that was very specific and yet very telling that occurred back in 2020. I've brought this up briefly before, and you may recall the two giant quote-unquote medical boats that existed off of the, co uh, the, the coast, rather, of one of them was off the coast of New York and the other off the coast of California. Where in California, I forget. I don't know if it was Los Angeles. It could have been Los Angeles. My, I, I could have that wrong. But either way, both of those boats existed, and there were numerous theories swirling around as to why those boats were there and what they were actually doing. The story that we were told was that it was for COVID patients. I don't think any of us believed that because they were saying to themselves, well, the hospitals are overwhelmed, so Donald Trump's going to move these boats in with a big red cross on it, and they're going to be there for the excess COVID patients because the hospitals will be too full. As we know, the hospitals were dead empty, which is going to bring me to a discussion that I'm going to have toward the end of the episode regarding the, uh, the dancing nurses, because there, there were questions bouncing around as to what that all really meant and, and what was the purpose of that. But that's for, that's for later. The, the boats, however, we know were not filling up with COVID patients, but there was ample evidence and photographs that did exist, along with some testimony from some National Guard individuals claiming that many of the people who were on those boats were in fact children, and that there were operations taking place during the previous quote-unquote lockdowns in 2020 that were again sold to people as COVID, but it was used as a covert military operation to go underground and to find children who have been trafficked and enslaved, many, in many cases since birth, and then bring them to those boats and then treat them uh, and then, of course, keep them there 
and and get them out of the hands of of the criminals that have been grooming them this entire time and breeding them this entire time. There were a lot of interviews that were taking place regarding that. There were there was a lot of discussion about that. A lot of pictures that proved it. Again, pictures of of children's hands and feet. They were obviously not not adults. But some of these pictures again were being used to sort of show the the general public, oh look, these are covid patients when in fact that's that's not true. And again, in many cases there were people analyzing the IV bags that were that were placed around these seemingly young patients on a, what was apparently the boats and they were saying this is not what you would give a covid patient this is for this is for malnutrition you you give this to somebody who's malnourished you don't give this to someone who is who is sick um you know via electromagnetism from being around a poison per se so I documented a great deal of that. I think that's in the war books, or I'm sorry, the storm books that, that I compiled, if I'm not mistaken. Again, those are on my website for free in PDF. You can go there and look at some of those. And again, a lot of the pictures are on there. But that was the reason, I think, for the, for the actual boats. It was because it was a covert military operation. And, uh, and it, had, it had nothing to do with COVID. So there's that aspect of it. And that ties in, I think, directly to what Derek was saying, because again, that that's where my mind went when I was listening to him talk about the underground warfare that takes place with the tunnels that exist. And there is a tunnel system under our country and around the world that is massive. And it was created a long, long time ago and of course has been kept up with and refurbished and and renovated and made made to be much bigger. I mean, you can drive full-blown tanks and I mean it's a highway system you can drive multiple 18 wheelers up and down these tunnels that exist underground so there's a lot of that taking place um confiscating those has to be something I'm sure that is always going on to some extent but ultimately what 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 Derek Johnson ends up alluding to again is that there would have to be another lockdown of some kind to further the military operations that would take place within cities to rid them of the homelessness issue and gang-related crime. And that these two things would be gone after severely and quickly and swiftly. And the word swift came into my mind. Uh, and then I went back into Q posts and I read a few things, which I'm going to read them here, but that popped into my mind. And then I thought, well, that makes sense. Because if you think about the homeless situation and the gang related trouble in our country, ladies and gentlemen, it could be eliminated in the blink of an eye. It could be done away with permanently. But the powers that be, the politicians, they profit from the problem. Much like the education system profits from the problem. All, all of these individuals perpetuating these problems are profiting from the existence of the problem. If you eliminate the problem, you have nothing to profit from. You have no crime to profit from anymore. So can local prosecutors actually handle any of this with local police officers? The answer is no. Of course not. If that were the case, they would have already done it. And you've heard me say on this show, 
the solution to our country cannot be a single lawyer in a county prosecuting somebody or even somebody at the state level doing the same thing. It has to be the military. We've been told this in the Q drops. Military is the only way. And military is the only way. All of this is connecting time and time again, month after month, year after year, that that has to be the case. So, he also goes into, Derek does, the business of Donald Trump, of course, not being the president of the United States, but higher than that, in that he is the commander-in-chief. Therefore, he's in charge of the military. He's, his, he, he's basically signed numerous executive orders, which Derek goes through number by number. He relates it directly to the Law of War Manual, and he brings all of that up. And it's legit. It makes complete sense. There was a, a picture bouncing around not that long ago of Donald Trump wearing, uh, you know, one of those, I forget what they're called, but it's like a military jacket. And, and below it on the left-hand side, it says Donald J. Trump, Commander-in-Chief. It didn't say President of the United States. So he is the Commander-in-Chief. There's no doubt about that. He still is. It's not Joe Biden. It isn't anybody else. The, the military is certainly in charge. And this is all a good thing, and and I love this, and it and it brought me a lot of peace when I when I when I watched it. And again, I I still have a lot of questions, and my mind can always be changed. But there are there are too many things here that line up perfectly for this to not, of course, be real. And as you've heard me say, no one puts that Q operation together with nefarious means in mind because there was nothing nefarious intended on our end regarding it. And what I mean by that is, is that, yeah, we would learn from it and we would get angry about the world that we live in, but then you would consistently learn about it. So they weren't lying in the Q drops to trick us in some way. That That's not what was happening. Of course, the enemy was paying attention to those drops too. And taking some of it very literally, when in fact some of it wasn't meant to be taken very literally. And plenty of things, of course, can can clearly be proven that are contrary to what was stated in, in some drops, but that was also intentional. Um, here are some of the questions, though, that, that I had regarding a, a future lockdown of some kind for the purpose, again, of a military operation. My overall hope is that it is not done like the COVID thing was, in order to trick trick the normies, so to speak, or trick the mass population by not telling them the truth about what's really happening. I understand, again, as even Derek says, that if you told the truth all the time about what was going on, you would have rioting in the streets, you would have disbelief, you would have people losing their minds. I fully get that. But the truth is what's going to set us free here. And it, as you've heard me say, if we aren't told what that is, or we, well, I would, I would put it this way, th that the mass populace isn't ex isn't, doesn't have that explained to them. Again, whether that be via an emergency broadcast system that, of course, is available on all of our phones, would take over all of our devices, TV, computer, radio, et cetera, et cetera that all of that would have to occur. At least that's my hope. Um, regarding a future lockdown, though, for the purpose, again, of cleaning out cities and, and cleaning out the, the homeless and the gangs and, and the corruption at, at, 
at a large scale. I'm certain it's happening happening to some extent because we've seen evidence of it. But my question now becomes when. And I know this is going to sound like date fagging here, but but all I'm really doing is is I'm trying to, which by the way, that's a term if you're unaware. Uh, you know, people say, well, between this date and this date, that's going to happen. And then when it doesn't happen, they call them fags and then whatever else. But either way, <clears throat> I'm not really trying to do that. I'm, I'm trying to look at this through the lens of, believe it or not, the education system. So back in 2020, as we know, they closed down all of these schools and universities around spring break. And they used that on purpose because it gave them an extra week off. And then they thought, well, they come back from spring break. What do you really have? You have about two months left, um, you know, may- maybe seven weeks left, something like that. Uh, y- you can go without school for that long, maybe figure out something else to do, homeschool, whatever. And, and then we're going to run with this COVID lie for a while. Again, as a military operation, knowing full well that they're doing other things behind the scenes during the seeming, you know, fake lockdown. For me now, the question becomes, when would they do this again? And I can't imagine them doing it again with the military visibly involved, where the military in particular, again, the National Guard, which has been federalized. Again, the National Guard is not run by the states anymore during national emergencies, they have been federalized now. They're un, they, they are under the, the, uh, the purview and control of the commander-in-chief, which is Donald Trump and the military. Which one more thing real quick before I get into that. Derek also mentions, of course, remember when Donald Trump said that he has the endorsement of 200 generals? And I remember that. He, he used to say it all the time and, and kept saying it when he was running for, for president again in, in 2016 and then in 2020. Derek clearly explains it's not just 200 generals. It's everybody then below those generals, under those generals' commands. That's a ton of people. That's a ton of people. More than enough to, to take care of our country's problems, let alone the problems of other countries and, and and the global war at hand. So that's all you'd really need. And then, of course, he references these TV generals that you see and how those guys really aren't the generals. They're just playing a role in order to trick the normies or or, or trick some of the politicians into believing that they are actually in charge when in fact they're not. I'll, I'll leave that for for later, but Regarding the lockdowns, again, I think that if a city-by-city, state-by-state lockdown, again, involving the National Guard, going into towns and cities and cleaning up the homelessness and the drugs and the gangs, that all of that would have to take place when school is not in session, which points me to the months of what would probably be anywhere from May through through August, September of either this year or next, or even maybe even 2025. Because again, I've brought up this scenario before too, and that is that if the White Hats took control of the voting machines in 2016 to ensure that Donald Trump would win, which is a prevailing theory, and that the massive amounts of votes for Donald Trump were in fact 
overwhelming the cheating that the left was trying to do to get Hillary Clinton in there, along with, of course, the media apparatus and saying that Donald Trump has less than a 5% chance of winning. All of that stuff, if all of that is still in place here for the upcoming election in 2014, then it would be the end of the deep state as we know it, because then the switch would get pulled and it would be go time. So again, are we talking about this summer, the summer of 2024, or the summer of 2025? I'm not sure. I just looked at it through a lens of school being in session and what chaos that would create, because we saw what the COVID lie chaos did with the American K-12 and university system. It threw all of those dummies into a total panic, and then we saw, of course, the filter down impact of what happens when you have unions in charge and everybody else in charge controlling everybody at the local level and these private universities and even public schools that they all just follow orders and they just do what they're told. And then they all meet up together as, as separate school districts and agree to do the same things across district to district. That, of course, means they're violating their oaths of office. And I've been over that before, too, that as, a, as an elected official within a school district, they are not supposed to be doing what another school district is doing just because that school district is doing it and just because it's comfortable for that individual school district to do that they don't they don't have to just blindly follow them their oath requires them not to follow them actually they have to take in all of the facts they have to take in every consideration and then they have to make a decision as an individual elected official and then of course an entity of a board of people that's why you have an an odd number of people on a board because they make votes and they they make decisions that way I just don't see a future lockdown happening during a school year because you would have chaos. Again, can you imagine having your children in school or away at a university if something like that were to take place, if and when something like that takes place? And I believe it will take place, but I just don't think that it can happen during during a... a well, yeah, when, when school is in session, I just, I, I just don't see that happening. You would have too much chaos. Uh, it would be, it would be too nuts and, and absolutely too wild. So again, here in my show notes, I, I just have lockdowns again during the summer. Uh, this time to avoid students being in school, for all of the reasons that I just mentioned. There's also this aspect which is important to bring up too. Allegedly. Even in the town where I live, which is a university town in, in southwest Ohio, the, the area that surrounds our town is all farmland. And ironically enough, about six months ago, if not a little longer than that, there, there were reports from the city council that they were, uh, I don't know if it was grant money that they were given or, or what it was, but that there are helipads that are apparently going to be built somewhere in the outskirts of, of some of this farmland. Again, we have a small university airport and a town airport that's here, not that far from where I live. Uh, planes go over top of the house all the time. And uh, I'd say it's you know maybe just a few miles away. But having extra helipads around 
would almost indicate again what what Derek brings up, which is you would have the military using the outskirts of of particular towns, in particular in rural areas, as sort of a a home base to come and go and and transport either individuals or transport their materials that they needed to transport during an operation like this. It makes complete sense. And when you connect it with what the, our current town has apparently agreed to, and again was was told to agree to it, either through a free grant or whatever it was, that they're going to be given these helipads and some helicopters. I, of course, immediately first thought of COVID, or well, not COVID, but you know what I mean, the, the jabs, and that they would need more helipads around in in tri county areas for the purpose of medevacking people out, uh, you know, because they're jabbed and they're and they're injured, it it could have a it could have bigger implications than that. Is my point? I'm speculating, but it's it's possible because again, when the helipad thing showed up and I read the flyer, I don't know if I read it on the show or not. I don't recall. I meant to back when back when it happened, but it seemed very suspicious. Because it was something that this town's never really had and, and never really needed. Again, we, we have an airport. I think there's a helipad on the roof of the uh, of the hospital, if I'm not mistaken, or certainly one nearby. So I don't get it. But if there's bigger reasons for it, then then that would certainly make sense. Um, again, th- that being re- related to outposts. Again, for for military transportation, in in my mind, makes makes complete sense. I also have written here that if we're locked down again, oh, I already mentioned that. Okay, you know th- that it basically can't be based on a lie. That we need to be told what's going on because if we're told what's going on, people are more likely to take it seriously. In particular, if the EBS system is used, the emergency broadcast system, if that's used properly. And and we're told the truth that there's a military operation taking place, getting rid of again homelessness and 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 treating them and 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 taking them to a place where they can receive treatment. And then same thing with gangs and same thing with corrupt individuals. Uh, then then that's exactly what would have to happen. Which, as you heard me say this earlier, just a few minutes ago, is that when I was watching Derek Johnson talk about this, the word swift came into my mind. And I knew that there were Q drops that said the word swift, that military action would be swift. And so I just got on the Q boards and in the search box, I typed in the word swift. And I've got a couple of posts here that say the following. And there were early posts. Post number 43 from November 2nd of 2017 says, These crumbs are not meant to scare anyone, but merely inform. Resistance will be dealt with swiftly. The core focus is removing entrenched and fortified bad actors within our federal government, past and present, as well as others. uh, Simply be diligent. Phone numbers will be provided if you witness an uprising or other domestic violence in addition to 911. Any military scene is for your protection as well as to demonstrate our resolve. Watch for confirmations tomorrow. Again, I, I don't recall what occurred on November 3rd of 2017, but we've seen the military moving both in the sky and on the ground for quite some time. If we're shown it, we're shown it on purpose because there are real things taking place. 
you probably remember this too. Remember the footage of, of those very small military helicopters landing in downtown Los Angeles and then going into a building and, and either taking people out or particular items out and then hopping back in their helicopters and then flying away in the dead of night? I remember that. I mean, there was footage of that. And it was undeniable. And of course, people on Twitter were like, well, what the hell is this? What's going on? And then on all the boards, they were saying the same thing. And then there was some announcement that said, oh, they were just engaging in a drill. Well, they would have to say they were engaging in a drill as the military. They couldn't possibly tell the civilians what they were really doing. So it makes me wonder again in the future, are they going to tell us the truth about what they're doing as they're doing it? Or are they going to keep it covert, tell the public one particular story when in fact people like us will probably know that there's something else taking place. That's my, that's my two cents on that. And then there's this. Uh, let me see. That last post, let me bring it up here again. That last post was post 43. So I should have read them in order probably, but here's post 2022. 20, and this is from October 31st of 2017. They said, who controls the National Guard? NG, assuming that that's National Guard. Why was the National Guard recently activated in, in select cities within the United States? Can the National Guard work in coordination with the Marines? Do conditions need to be satisfied to authorize? What former president used the military to save the Republic and what occurred exactly? Biggest drop to ever be provided on poll. Study and prepare. The masses tend to panic in such situations. No war, period. No civil unrest, period. Clean and swift, period. That right there again, it, it, it just shows to me that they're consistently doing this. It's a constant thing, but it's also going to have to ramp up and, and be even more visible, I think, to those of us again who. Well, both of us th that are awake and, and those that are still asleep, people are going to have to see what's going on because that's going to help wake them up. Like I said, it's not going to be some small-time lawyer in a courtroom who, who drops all the goods and then all of the sudden everything breaks loose. It's going to have to be, although that's kind of happening with the Hunter Biden stuff uh, in Arkansas or Alabama, wherever that is, but... This kind of stuff is, it's got to happen nationwide in order to wake people up. Here, here's the next post, and this is from November 1st of 2017, and this is post number 34. Again, all of these popped up when I just typed in the word SWIFT. So these were the posts that had the word SWIFT in it. Uh, again, they said, Q Clarence Patriot, my fellow Americans, over the course of the next several days, you will undoubtedly realize that we are taking back our great country, the land of the free from the evil tyrants that wish to do us harm and destroy the last remaining refuge of shining light. On POTUS's order, we have initiated certain fail-safes that shall safeguard the public from the primary fallout which is slated for for slated to occur rather 11.3 upon the arrest announcement of Mr. Podesta actionable 11.4. Now, 11.3 and 11.4 were thought to be dates, November 3rd, November 4th. They are also codes in the Law of War Manual. So, 
I don't know which or both uh, they're referring to. Maybe it's maybe it's some of of each. Maybe it's neither. I don't know. But there is that. And then it says confirmation to the public of what is occurring will then be revealed and will not be openly accepted. So people won't believe it. Uh, Public riots are being organized in serious numbers in an effort to prevent the arrest and capture of more senior public officials, hence the George Floyd riots and things like that. Because remember, this post is back in 2017. So every single time that there's probably been a giant riot, it's been done in an effort to either distract or cover up for the fact that people are being arrested. It says on POTUS's order, a state of temporary military control will be actioned and special ops carried out. False leaks have been made to retain several within the confines of the United States to prevent extradition and special operator necessity. Reese, uh, I'm sorry. Rest assured, the safety and well-being of every man, woman, and child of this country is being exhausted in full. However, the atmosphere within the country will unfortunately be divided, as so many have fallen for the corrupt and evil narrative that has long been broadcast. Again, take in everything that's happened since forever. But this post was back in November 1st of 2017. I mean, I hope you're thinking about the jab narrative too. They continued and said, we will be initiating the emergency broadcast system during this time in an effort to provide a direct message, avoiding the fake news to all citizens. Organizations and or people that wish to do us harm during this time will be met with swift fury. Certain laws have been pre-lifted to provide our great military the necessary authority to handle and conduct these and conduct these operations at home and abroad. Unquote. And and again, that's the end of that post. It makes complete and utter sense based on what we've what we've already seen, what's already happened, what is happening, and this isn't over. This just isn't over. This is going to this is going to happen again. That that's my that's my belief here on this. And it's more than a belief. Again, it's just it's knowledge at this point. The dots are too close to not connect them. So again, how local these are just more questions I have in my show notes. How local or how small of a town are arrests going to take place? You know, based on the comments uh, of Derek Johnson, he doesn't necessarily specify, but he does say that it's not just going to be big cities, that'll be other places too. So he believes. Um, He mentions something about, this is where it gets a little interesting. He mentions something about governors knowing about this and politicians knowing about what's actually going on right now, but they've been told or sworn an oath to not to not discuss it and not bring it up. Again, whether they have a gun to their head or they are in fact an innocent party in all of this and they've been told to just go about your business, go about your job in the normal way, uh, but know that when we come, you will know it and we will be in charge, not you any longer. Something to that extent. We're st- and, and he still says this too, which he's right. 
you know, for, well, first of all, I don't necessarily know if that's true or not. There, there's no way that I would necessarily know that. They're certainly showing us things through, you know, the YouTube congressional hearings and, excuse me, all, all this other kind of stuff that we're consistently seeing and would see in a normal situation. Because, again, as he says, you have to maintain the optics of a normal situation in order to not cause mass panic and mass hysteria among the masses because if that happened people would they would lose their shit they would flip out they would take to the streets and start burning things down and and losing their minds for no reason whatsoever but again in these drops it says that when the time comes you will know it and justice will be swift again we never saw the national guard show up during the uh, the I'm sorry George Floyd stuff all the Black Lives Matter riots, we, we, never, we never saw that happen, which would indicate again that that was, that was planned and pre-planned by the deep state, not the good guys. But the good guys knew it was going to happen, but they let it happen because again, the, events like that, that, that the bad guy engages in always wakes people up. It always wakes people up to the criminality that exists and, and how deep and pervasive it is. So. I don't know. I, I, I think that that's, I think it's plausible that there are some politicians who, who know what's going on, and then there are some that do not, some that would have a gun to their head, and, and they have flipped to some extent because they know that they have a role to play or else they'll end up executed. I, I'm, I'm certain that some of that has happened. How widespread is it? I, I really don't know. No one's going to convince me that a city council knows what's going on, in particular in the town where I live. Nobody's going to convince me that a school board knows what's going on, in particular in the town where I live. Do some of them know, you know, in, in bigger cities? It's possible. It's possible, and it's possible they're just playing a role in order, you know, in order to maintain the illusion of normalcy to some extent, as deranged as this normalcy is. But, yeah. Um, let, let me move on to this then again, same wavelength here. Uh, I, I find it, I mean, well, let me say this first, take that theory I just mentioned about certain politicians knowing, and, and certainly some politicians not knowing it would certainly demonstrate, would it not as to why me personally, and I'm sure other people are in the same boat as to why I've never received a single email back from any politician or sheriff's department about anything that's going on here specifically regarding the jabs or 5G. Why isn't that I haven't received a single email back, not one? Now I'm not saying that again it's not because these people aren't corrupt. They certainly are. And I don't trust them any further than I can throw them. I'm not saying they're all white hats and they've been told to not say anything back if we raise questions and whatever else. Um, I, I know that they coordinate with each other on communication and they'll read an email and, and then they'll email all of their people in the offices where they work and they'll say, don't email this person back. We, we've received their email, we get it, but don't email them back because we don't want to start a conversation with them. I mean, that happens. I'm, I'm certain of that, but it would explain why. Well, I don't know. It would explain to some extent, I think, and I'm not making excuses for these dimwits in Washington or, or at the state level or even at the local level, but it would make sense as to why the jab genocide is not being brought up with the feverish nature that it should be. 
Yes, there have been panels from Ron Johnson, and yes, there have been plenty of discussions, but as you can see, it's not being discussed anymore. I mean, Robert Kennedy Jr. is, is dropping some red pills on people, which is great, but beyond that, it's it's really not being discussed at length here. So that's, I don't know, that's my two cents on the jab-related thing and, and the email stuff. Either way, um, I'm, he also mentions this, I should say, Derek Johnson mentions, you know, the, the stuff about actors playing a role and in, in particular people might not be who we think they are. I, I, I am not, uh, I'm not in the camp of believing that people are wearing masks and that we are watching actors, uh, play the role of a person as they wear masks First, you know, seemingly being the person that that is in front of us when in fact they are not. I, I I don't I don't fall into that category. My mind can be changed. And I've seen all the discussion about people saying Biden isn't really Biden, that the real Biden's been executed and and the Biden playing Biden now is a is an actor wearing a mask and there's this video and that video and you know these earlobe comparisons and whatever else. I, I just don't, I don't fall into that camp. I, I am more in the camp of we are watching these people for who they actually are. And there's no doubt that many of them, certainly some of them or enough of them are controlled to some extent. And they have to be controlled again by the good guys because the mainstream narrative, well, it's not even mainstream. It's a theoretical narrative that they're all, of course, controlled by the CCP and, and other individuals. If that were the case, then the military would have to intervene, which would imply that they already have, which would imply that the military is in control of some of these people, and we're seeing them do particular things that, of course, are beyond strange. You can't rip a person's personality out of them, for example. And tell them to just have a different personality. That's why that's why Joe Biden, I believe, is still Joe Biden. It's him. He, of course, has dementia. He's much older than he was. He's he had a facelift in order to get his his uh, his skin filled neck pulled back. And during that procedure, they make incisions at the back of your jawbone and they tuck it to the backs of your earlobes, which would imply, again, all the earlobe connection and earlobe talk that people have about that. So I'm more inclined to follow that wavelength of thought than I am we're watching an actor with an actual full-blown mask on his face. I know the masks are convincing. I've seen them in action. I've seen all the footage that, that, that people will have these masks on, and, and they look legit. But I'm less inclined to believe that regarding him and plenty of others than I am the fact that uh, they're playing a role in order to maintain as much of the peace as possible. Because if people found out that Joe Biden was not really him, or if that was a scenario, then, then people would lose their minds and take to the streets and burn things to the ground. So yeah, that, that, that's kind of my wavelength of thought. But like I said, with personality, you can't rip a person's personality out of them, which is why you see Joe Biden still creeping on little girls and little boys. He's a pedophile. So he's going to do that. It's innate in him. It's in, his, it's in the fiber of his, of his satanic being 
that's that's what's going on here. So, you know, is is Jill Biden as dumb as as dumb as she seems? Yes, no doubt about it. Is Corinne Jean Pierre as dumb as she seems? Yes, I'm I'm certain of that. These people are pathological liars, but they can be controlled potentially by the military and limited in in what they can do. It doesn't mean that we're still not seeing terrible things happen. We certainly are. The border is open. People are dying from illegal aliens entering our country on a constant basis. The drug problem also is as bad as it's ever been. It's not getting any better. It certainly doesn't seem to be getting any better. And uh, and and all of these things, I believe, are are still happening in order to again wake people up. And and it doesn't mean that. There aren't bad politicians out there still doing bad things. There certainly aren't, and we know that. Which actually then leads me to this, because this also, again, tied into a particular Q-drop, which I think is remarkably important. This was Q-drop 24 on November 1st of 2017. And they said, any person making statements they will not be seeking re-election was put in submission. For the betterment of the country, not all will be prosecuted, and all will do is told. You will see more of this occur, not normal, yet disregarded, and even on the D side. And if you recall, when Donald Trump took office, the list of resignations, it was before actually, but certainly after he became president the first time, the list of resignations in Congress was enormous. It was enormous. It was a huge list. We've never seen something like that happen. We've never seen that many politicians leave office. And I I, I could go back into the, the Q drops and find that list because it was massive and it does exist. I mean, anybody could look that up. But recently, we now have Jay Inslee, the governor of Washington, saying that he's not going to seek a fourth term in 2024. And he said, quote, today I announce I will not be running for a fourth term. This is not an accident. Look what's happened with the entire state of Washington. It's a cesspool of degeneracy and crime. It's awful. So we can assume based on Q posts and based on particular actions, there's no way that the military would let this guy just walk away just slip away into retirement and live off of a pension or whatever other money he has without grabbing him by the lapels, yanking him into a military vehicle, sending him away, strapping him to a chair, and getting all of the names out of him and all of the connections out of him that would give Washington state back to the people. Ultimately, that would have to happen. We know that these people are criminals, the Mike DeWines of the world and the Gretchen Whitmers and all these people. Plenty of evidence again. I mean, we saw the boot on Mike DeWine's leg. Why why does he have a boot on his leg? You know, he was getting questioned about going back to uh, East Palestine. And then he goes, yeah, I'll go back. I'll go back. And then before you know it, he has a boot on his leg and he doesn't feel like going back anymore. So some uh, clearly the military got to him or somebody did because we've seen the boot show up on particular people's legs, haven't we? 
Katie Hobbs in Arizona. She's another one. Of course, John McCain, he was executed. So this is this is a big deal. This is happening. This is legit. I, I have no doubt in my mind. And again, we, we always have to ask ourselves this. What are other people not talking about? What are all these other pseudo-conservative platforms not talking about? Does Tim Pool ever touch any of this? How about Steven Crowder? How about the Daily Wire crew and all, again, those pseudo-intellectual know-it-alls? Are they covering any of this? Are they, are they asking themselves any questions regarding the things that their eyes are showing them and how particular patterns are popping up that are undeniable? I mean, the boot-wearing thing alone is suspicious. So again, are they covering up an ankle bracelet? Is the whole boot a giant ankle bracelet? I don't know. But it certainly seems like there's a connection there. Like there's an operation taking place. I love it. I think it's fantastic. And we get to have these discussions because, Jesus, it's the United States of America, and we get to do that. I mean, we get to ask these kinds of questions and sit around and stew about this and think about it and run through endless scenarios as to what we think is happening, has happened, will happen, and then continue to connect these dots. It's important to do. I just don't have much respect for the people who don't do it because they're afraid they're going to lose an audience or lose money. A lack of communication destroys a marriage. A lack of communication destroys any relationship. Think of what happens if a lack of communication exists among an entire nation's people. What happens to that nation? It gets destroyed. And we can't have that. And I'm not going to participate in that. I won't do it. We have to we have to have these discussions. We have to talk about stuff like this. We have to think, open our minds and and ask questions. This is important stuff, I think anyway. Hell. It's only life and death. But uh yeah. So there was that in my show notes. Let me see. Again, I I brought up the mask wearing stuff. I don't again, I I don't necessarily fall in the category of the of the mask wearing believer. My mind can be changed, but I I'm less likely to believe that. Um, t- take this happening into, into consideration, if you will. The state of Florida has now, of course, legalized uh, the execution of those that rape children. That's apparently law now. So of all states, that's an interesting one because Florida has a lot of connections to the deep state, do they not? Disney, for one. Disney World. I mean, it's it's a criminal organization. And off the coast of Florida, of course, you have the Virgin Islands and you have Epstein Island and the Bahamas and so on and so forth. And all of that interwater uh, sex trafficking and, and all of that child rape and sacrifice that's taken place. It could be that in the future that Florida just turns out to be a giant courthouse where a bunch of these people get executed. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Again, I, I, don't, I don't know the full role or extent of Ron DeSantis. I really don't. He could be controlled by, by black hats, these rhinos and, and very corrupt individuals, and I'm inclined to believe that w- without a doubt. Again, the, the signing of that bill that criminalizes 
criticizing Jews in Florida and signing it in Israel, in my opinion, that is remarkably disgusting and absolutely terrible for free speech in the United States of America. Because again, as it's been said a million times, certainly by Voltaire, as, as the saying goes, if you want to know who controls you, figure out who you're not allowed to criticize. So it's, it's beyond weird. I mean, there's a number of different angles that are taking place. But again, as you've heard me say, we have to try to find that singular grain of sand that finds its way right through the bottleneck because that's our answer. We have to sift through all the other grains of sand, and then as they continue to drop, we have to eliminate some of them and arrive at what is basically our perceived logical conclusion. Getting to that point isn't easy but because it requires critical thinking, but we're all capable of doing that if we just practice it. Um, I'll also add this too: the vaccine requirement for international travel, along with federal workers and and hospital workers and everything else, is, has been lifted as of May 11th. So on May 11th, all of that goes away. Again, the date of the 11th is an interesting one: 11.3, 11.4, the number 11 in numerology. There's there's a lot of significance to that. Q drops. All kinds of things related to it, but I don't think it was actually Joe Biden and Kamala Harris lifting it. It was. It had to have been the military, and and they're doing it almost as a sign that something is changing here, that something else is happening. So, yeah, that's my that's my two cents on it. I know it's more than two cents. It's a good five dollars, probably. But the point the point is, is that I just think that there's a lot going on here, and it's good. It's very very good. It's undeniable that it's taking place again. One more thing: take a look at the banks that are collapsing. A lot of people think that this is being done as a result of having the banking system move to a a global banking system by having these other banks collapse three three major banks collapsing in the last few months and people are saying well it's because they're moving to toward a, a global banking system there's lots of arguments that say that's the exact opposite we're moving to a national banking system we're getting rid of the of the global bank and this is all being done the collapse of these corrupt banks that were filtering all of this money from the deep state, allegedly again into J.P. Morgan, and J.P. Morgan is stepping up and saying, "Well, we're going to be the you know the world's bank, and we're going to handle this and handle that." J.P. Morgan is a criminal organization, always has been. Ties to Epstein, child trafficking, the list is endless. But I think that we're moving toward a nationalized banking system, and and God willing, a state by state banking system that isn't built on digital currency but hard asset money that's that you can purchase in your hand and yeah if you want a gold backed or a silver backed piece of paper in your wallet that's that's you know that's the same thing but you can also have the actual hard asset that exists because the hard asset is what is what would be the foundation and I'm going to have Dr. Robin McCutcheon on uh, next Monday. We're, we haven't had the discussion yet, but we're going to. And uh, I'm going to bring you that on next Monday. And this, everything I've brought up here will be a part of that discussion too, I'm certain. Because she's, 
She's entwined in all of this, and, and she's been paying attention to all this too. She's been listening to Derek Johnson for over a year, she said, uh, w- which explains a great deal as, as to some of the things that she's brought up to me, and, and sometimes I've uh, been a little more closed-minded about it or, or even passed it off, but th- there's too much going on here. Th- there are too many, too many red flags, too many sirens, too many things taking place, and, uh, and it's a good thing, without a doubt. With that said, of course, in order to sort of tie into um, tie into the education business here, I, I just don't think that having your children in these environments, when, when this military operation goes down again at a large scale with an EBS system going off, is going to be a good idea. You're going to want your kids out of the system because, again, as you've heard me say here, sort of the basis of the show, from its inception was not just the abuses that are taking place within the field of education, but how the field of education cannot be fixed. It is, it is too corrupt to be fixed. In fact, you'll hear people say that about the three-letter agencies, the CIA, the FBI, the IRS, the ATF, so on and so forth. You have more Americans calling for the abolishment of those organizations and those entities now more than ever. More than ever. Back in the 60s, people didn't even care, really. They really didn't even care. They hardly knew they even existed. And if they did, they figured they were all for good reasons. Now we know as a society that these organizations and the Department of Education, a three letter agency, don't need to exist. They are too corrupt. I even heard Glenn Beck mention it the other day with with his pals on his radio show. He said they have to be done away with. They're too big. They didn't say the Department of Education or the entire education apparatus, but that's what I'm saying because the evidence is, is too widespread. You have the CIA and the FBI working hand-in-hand with the DOJ, state departments of education, and local school boards. They're all in on it together to continue to enslave, brainwash, and then when someone gets out of hand or knows a little bit more, as you've heard me say, that person gets shown the door, whether that's an adult who works in the, in the business or that's a student, a child who works in the business. You can't tell the truth in the business and continue to work in the business. You have to either accept the lies, understand that there's a gag in your mouth all of the time, or you, you leave the business. I mean, a, a decision has to be made. But when it comes to children, being inside of these environments, if another lockdown takes place or the military rolls out again to root out, root out the bad guys in, in cities and towns, in particular cities, you don't want your children anywhere close to the education apparatus whatsoever because you saw what they did with fake COVID. Imagine what they would do with something like this. They would flip their shit. Everybody's EBS alert goes off on their phones they would start they would start doing all kinds of things in order to regain control and you can trust us and you need us and blah 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 they would do all of that try to send emails to families try to try to get them to keep coming to their school system you've got to abandon these people you've got to pull your children out permanently you've heard me say this too your home is your castle you have to keep your children 
and your families in your castle and within the reach of the castle. It doesn't mean go out and, and you know, don't go out and not do things. It's quite the opposite. You should go out and explore because it's the education system that doesn't want you to do that. They want you to play by their rules under their roof, which is government, and that's government control. During an operation like the operation that's been going on in our country, you don't want them anywhere near a government-controlled apparatus, let alone the education system. Teach your children well and teach them at home. And, and of course, they can teach themselves. See, I know for a fact that there are some high school students who listen to my show. I would love it if countless high school students listen to my show. Middle school students too, open your minds. Share this with your share this with your children. I know I curse from time to time. I don't do it frequently, but I but I do it from time to time. My apologies, but either way, they can handle it. Look at the look at the movies you have them watch. Look at the TV shows you have them watch after all, and that's fiction. This is real. College students same thing. How many podcasts again exist out there? talking about this kind of stuff and tying it directly into the education apparatus, which is remarkably corrupt. I wish more college students would listen to this show too. They'd learn something. They'd learn something about online education and how that's better than the thing that they're probably getting, certainly getting, in the, uh, in the brick and mortar system. But that too ties into something else I'll bring up toward the end also, which is a, a message for everybody basically regarding the rampant brainwashing that is existing and how myself included that, uh, you know, that I have things to learn and, and ways that I can improve too. So on to a few education related things. Thank you for listening to all that, by the way. And again, check out Derek Johnson's interview if you haven't. And I highly recommend it. It's in the description below of the last episode. Okay. Here's one from the dcpatriot.com. It says, uh, Texas teachers to get $25,000 extra for carrying guns on campus to protect students in new proposed bill. You know my stance on this. I don't think this is a good thing. I, I really don't. I, I, I don't think this is a good thing. It's, it's more, this particular story specifically is is opening the door to more gun control it's the perception of less gun control because oh look we're giving them to teachers but ladies and gentlemen when a teacher is in possession of a gun and they decide to take the law into their own hands in a situation that, where they perceive a threat when in fact there may not be one you can you can kiss guns goodbye and i don't care what state it is it can be don't mess with Texas all you want it to be. It, 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 to me, again, it seems like another scenario based on a lie with money as the coercing factor in order to bring more guns into the American school environment. I just, I don't, I don't see this as being a good thing in the slightest. And again, my, my basis for that is not because people don't have the right to protect themselves with guns. They certainly do. You know my stance on that. I carry a gun with one in the pipe all the time. The, the point is, I don't think that 
well, I know for a fact that, that this is just based on a lie. They're using the Uvalde thing to, to usher this in, just like the state of Tennessee and what they've now done with, uh, with the Nashville lie. Their governor has now signed into law more red flag laws regarding guns and possession of guns. Congratulations, Tennessee. You got the one thing you didn't want, more red flag laws or red flag laws in general, all based on a lie. See, this is where these corrupt individuals make inroads. And this is all Freemasonic. It's all Masonic. It's all, it's all part of that. That's, that's the point. So, yeah, it's, it's not a good idea. It's reckless. You want a gun? Great. Keep it in your car. You want a gun? Great. Keep it in your closet. I don't, I don't think you have to walk around a school building with one on your hip like your Wyatt Earp. I just don't think that that's necessary. But showing school shootings are real. Well, which ones? Let's get specific. See, these politicians aren't interested in facts. They're interested in perpetuating their Masonic lies that are perpetuated all over television that get all of the brainwashed and, and normies, so to speak, uh, wrapped up in the emotional aspect of it, and then they strip their laws away from them and their rights away from them one right at a time. If, if your rights are a sweater, ladies and gentlemen, the, these politicians and these Freemasons are pulling the thread constantly, and you're not going to have a sweater any longer. In fact, we hardly have one. But something's got to change here. Somebody has to start calling these fake school shootings out for what they are. And, and it, again, it's got to happen. You've heard me say, don't make me do it at a school board meeting. I'll do it, and it'll, it would go viral, and, and people would watch it and share it. I'm certain of it. And they'd go, hey, that's the same guy that said people would die from the COVID jabs at that school board meeting. I mean, that would happen. But so, something's the Overton window on, on the fake school shootings has got to be thrown to the other side, and it's got to wake up more people. Here's another story from Zero Hedge, and it's titled California Teachers Sue School District Over Transgender Policy Allegedly Forcing Them to Lie to Parents. Again, this was from this past Saturday. But it says teachers from a California middle school are suing officials in their school district in federal court over policies that they say force them to conceal the transgender status of young students from parents. Again, this is the environment. This is disgusting. And, and good for these teachers for standing their ground and saying, look, we're not going to do this. We're not going to keep these kinds of a this kind of thing a secret from, uh, from parents because the school system wants to cut off their genitals without telling their parents. Ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's beyond illegal. I mean, at face value, it's beyond illegal. It's predatory. Uh, it's pedophilic. And it's murder in many cases because if the child gets killed as a result, well, you contributed to their state of mind that either caused them to kill themselves or they just, uh, you know, maybe murdered somebody else or they died during a surgical procedure, whatever it may be. I mean, plenty of people are in jail for that alone. You would think, again, that these people would learn, but they're possessed by the devil, which is why they are not thinking clearly about anything that even resembles reality right now. Which now brings me to this. 
This is uh, the TikTok discussion, the, the dancing nurses. And many of us, of course, recall the dancing nurses and all of those videos and why they were taking place and, and what was going on. Uh, and and I, I think that this is a subject that we need to revisit here as, as briefly as we can. There was a discussion on Twitter going around about it the other day, which I thought was interesting. And it was eliciting some interesting responses. I read a few. And then I thought, yeah, that makes sense. And then somebody else would chime in. I'd say, well, that makes sense too. And then I started to have my own thoughts about it. And I thought, well, what about this angle? And what about this angle? When, when those videos came out, in my opinion, it is, it's beyond evident that it was, that it was propaganda Again, we're, we're watching nurses in what is perceived to be hospitals that were full of patients, and they are dancing because they are either saving patients and patting themselves on the back, or if you go back far enough to its inception, you can maybe recall, at least, of course, that was the initial story that we, that, that we were told, but its inception was that they had time on their hands because the hospitals were empty because everybody was locked down, so to speak. So that's why they were dancing. They were dancing because they had no patients. There there were no physical patients in the hospitals, and that's why they had the time to choreograph all of these dances, and they thought that that would be tasteful to do. There was that angle. Um, There's this one too, which I thought about, which you're well aware of, is that the people in those professions, nursing, certainly food service, as you've heard me bring up in the education system, they will fall in line and do just about anything and everything that their superiors tell them to do, in particular if it comes over an email. I want you all to dress the same. You know, it's Friday hat day. Uh, On Wednesday, I want everybody to wear a red t-shirt and all those other gimmicks and all that other bullshit. That happens in those professions all of the time. Don't forget to wear your lapel pin. Don't forget to wear that button that says, you know, keep your mask on. We care about you and, and all this other garbage. Those in those professions are not filled with what we would call thinking people. They're filled with followers. They're filled with order takers, and yes men and yes women. So, the pervasive nature of the TikTok dancing nurses doesn't doesn't surprise me that they would take place. It's also evident, if you've seen many of the videos, that some of them are highly choreographed and produced, and some of them are not. Some of them are low resolution done on someone's cell phone during a coordinated break, because again, they didn't have any patience. And then others are done with drone cameras and drone footage of what appears to be dozens, if not even hundreds, of these so-called nurses running around doing what they're doing. There's also footage of some of them openly admitting that they aren't nurses at all, that they were actors. 
So taking all of that into consideration, what was the purpose? Me personally, I believe that the purpose to some of that was to sow the seeds of distrust in the entire medical apparatus among those of us who know what's really going on. Because we viewed it as being tasteless. We viewed it as being unprofessional. We viewed it as being beyond ridiculous and complete horseshit. Most people, I don't want to say most, I I don't know the percentage breakdown, but there were plenty of people, again, who thought that it was great, that it was funny, and that, oh yes, they deserve a pat on the back, and they deserve a little time off to have a little bit of fun in this massive pandemic in a moment of crisis. And all of that, you know, all of that narrative lie nonsense. But what if it was done in order to put the nail in the coffin when it came to the trust of the profession? Because right now, we aren't seeing people trust the medical profession anymore, are we? And once you stop trusting the medical profession, you never trust it again. Never. You don't go back and go, okay, well, they're going to get this thing right. They are the most highly criticized outside of the education profession of any profession that exists other than, of course, an elected official. So if if there was an order of operations, you would have elected officials, the medical profession, the education profession, and then probably again, the food manufacturing profession. I mean, that's basically where most of the corruption seems to exist. So the, the consistent question is, is, again, why did those videos take place? Was it, was it done to show us that there really wasn't a pandemic? Was it done in, an, in a very tasteless effort to glorify the medical profession so that we would all just be gimmicky with them and celebrate their existence and their pseudo hard work and, and whatever else? Or was it done as a psychological operation? And it's not even an or question because it doesn't have to be one or the other, but it could be a thousand other things. You know, what was it done to just sow the seeds of distrust, and destroy the medical profession in the eyes of those who observe it for what it really is. It could be both. Um, It was clearly a ritualistic scenario also. I mean, you have the dancing, you have the music, in 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 a perceived environment where people are sick and or dying. Um, you know, what, what, what was it used as a cover to cover for the hospital policy with the, the trach tubes and, and the uh, life support and the remdesivir and, and all of the procedures, the morphine and everything that was being used to kill off copious amounts of Americans and other, and other foreigners as well? Probably. But notice how no one's dancing anymore. Notice how there are no more TikTok dances anymore. Doesn't exist. They wouldn't get away with it now. They wouldn't get away with it. So again, 
I'm certain it was a psychological operation. The question is, what was its original intent? And as we know, because the devil operates this way, the devil thinks that one thing is a great idea, when in fact, there's always a trick up God's sleeve, and he knows that if something gets implemented by the devil, the devil doesn't know the other ramifications or the other collateral impact that that decision is going to have on so much more of the population. Because if you're like me and you saw those nurses dancing on those TikTok videos, it disgusted you. You hated it. And you hated them for doing it. Not because there were patients in their hospitals that they weren't tending to. It was because you wouldn't do that in a professional environment ever. And that's never happened before. So during the world's so-called worst pandemic in the history of illness, picking up a top hat and a cane and, and dancing to songs as we all coordinate and do the same things at the same time, and if you don't do it, you're not a team player and you're not a cool person and you're not in on the, in on the jive and, and you don't know what's going on and, and, and you're a fool. I, I, it backed up on them. It just backed up on them in a way, again, that made them all look foolish, whether they were actors, in fact, or they were actual nurses doing this really. And we know that real nurses did it. But there's also, again, as I said, ample proof that the, many of them were just actors. They were paid to do it. And they were paid to spread that pseudo trend. Just like the ice bucket challenge. Just like all these other ritualistic trends that make their way through a society and the sheep just eat it up like nobody's business. But all it did for us was just piss us off. So. Yeah, that's my take on that. I know that there are other people that, that share similar views with it as well, but notice how we're not seeing them dance anymore. Isn't that interesting? Wonder why? Because they're jabbed and they have AIDS and many of them are dead and their hospitals are filled with the jabbed and they can't figure out why. Kim Carter continues to update me again regarding her patients uh, in the hospital where she works. In fact, let me bring this up very quickly. She said, I have, uh, she texted me this recently. She said, I have two LVAD patients, that's the, uh, the heart machine apparently, under the age of 50 on my unit. Neither had cardiac issues prior to 21 years old. Or prior, rather, uh, I'm sorry, not 21 years old, prior to 2021. Well, there you go. And we know why. Jabs, thank you. Uh, she said both are now waiting, uh, waiting on a heart transplant. And I asked her what the LVAD was, and she said basically it's the mechanical pump keeping the patients alive. Uh, she said requirements are the injection fraction of the heart, and it has to be below 30%. So your heart function has to be below 30% apparently to go on this machine. She said I, I, I've, now, I've now had four patients under the age of 50 with necrotizing pancreatitis. They are rotting from the inside out. Uh, all history of, of them and their health problems began in 2021 and after. 
And then I said, let me guess, clueless on the jab connection? And she said, most of all of our patients are clueless. And a lot of the nurses sus uh, suspect it, but they won't, or suspect it, but they won't say anything. And then she said that she's planning on talking to the CNO and the CEO and have a discussion with them. And that all of their patients, of course, need to be reported to VAERS, which, as we know, is also not happening. So there's that. She's also going to suggest to them the stuff about uh, natokinase, reducing the existence of the spike protein. Of course, it can't fix their DNA, which is what she says, and she's right, but it, it can reduce some of the inflammation that's caused by the spike protein. So there's that too. All right. It's, you know, again, no TikTok dancers now, are there? No TikTok dancers now. So there's this too. This is making the rounds here. Texas AG Ken Paxton announces investigation against Pfizer, J&J, &J, and Moderna over their deceptive practices. You know, that's the headline from Gateway Pundit. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily trust how far this is going to go. Uh, Time will tell, but I don't know. Ken Paxton there in Texas has to be a Mason. He has to play the game. Anybody with any investigative, I don't know, an ounce of investigative ability in their body would have to know that the Uvalde thing was fake and how quickly that was ramped up to the state level to make it uh, become a, a statewide issue for more gun control. And yet this right here regarding the jab deaths and the jab illnesses couldn't be more obvious. And yet people aren't touching these pharmaceutical industries with a 10-foot pole because they're all getting kickbacks from the pharmaceutical industry. You know, I, I'm not going to put my, my chips on uh, Attorney General Ken Paxton regarding this issue, but military is the only way. So... Time will tell with that. Unfortunately, there's another story here, Eyewitness News 3. This is out of Phoenix. 12-year-old 12 12-year-old 12 soccer player suffers cardiac arrest during practice. Give this audio a listen from their local news affiliate there in 3, 2, 1. It's been extremely difficult. I'm told Piper Midkiff and her twin sister Emery are talented athletes on their youth soccer team. Piper has been playing for six years, and before this, she has never had any health issues. Her father, Matt Midkiff, was coaching at a nearby soccer field when this happened. He says as soon as he got the call, he sprinted over, and the first thing on his mind was how could this have happened? A mother of a player on the team performed life-saving CPR until the ambulance got there. But in the ambulance, Piper lost her pulse again. She was then back to PCH, where she is now in stable condition and seems to be improving. Just before I spoke with her dad, Piper opened her eyes for the first time since her heart attack. Everyone thinks her kid's special. Piper has something special in her. And, and the world needs more people like her. The world needs more pipers. And seeing what I saw before coming down gives me 
more hope, more faith. Um, sports and soccer is more than just the competition part. Um, your support the last two days shows that everybody gets it at the end of the day of what really is important and family is important and the kids and the players. He says the biggest help through this difficult time has been the constant show of support. Youth soccer club teams in Arizona, Utah, and California have shown their support for Piper this weekend, and they have even heard wishes of support from the Phoenix Rising Pro Team. Hear the spin? Do you hear the spin in all of that? That's the media spin. Not a peep about the jabs. Not a peep about even some fictitious underlying condition that she's had since she was born. None of that. Because 12-year-old athletic girls who play soccer, and she's clearly played soccer her whole life, don't have heart attacks. That doesn't happen. That's not a thing. But there's the dad flexing his muscles going, the world needs more pipers. Not if they're jabbed, dad. Not if they're jabbed. And if your daughter is jabbed, you have a responsibility to say this could be vaccine-induced, bioweapon-induced. Of course, that could have been edited out, but either way, again, all this, you know, woe is me and, and stuff like that, you know, it's difficult for me to get past it. But, it, but, but I think, again, it shows the blindness that exists among these individuals. They just assume that this is a freak accident and that the heart's a, uh, a very fragile organ and it doesn't take much to disrupt it. And, and, uh, and if they believed that, then why would they jab their children? Why would they leap before looking? When it comes to jabbing their children. Again, even initially, these jabs were never pushed on kids. It was never encouraged for children to take these. Even the early reports in 2021 were saying children don't need to take these under any circumstance. And, if, and again, if it is jab related, and I don't know that it is, but if it is jab related, why on earth? Well, sort of answer my own question, but it's evident that the father cares more about sports than he does reading and learning about the corrupt medical industry and everything that's happening in the world he lives in. Because as far as he's concerned, the world that he cares about is soccer. That's too bad. That's too bad. If he pulled his head out of the bread and circus, his daughter might not be ill now. She's still alive, apparently. But on life support, and certainly with permanent heart damage at this point. So it really is, uh, it's astounding, the the number of individuals that continue to not make the connections. And I'll bring this up too. This is another another trend that you've heard me say and, and, and certainly mention, are the number of people who have channels on YouTube and they are making videos about their friends, family members, or their even significant others, or they themselves, where a friend will do a video about a person who had a YouTube channel and now they're dead because of what would you would appear is the jabs. I came across a lawn care video of a family who, again, have a YouTube channel, and they were discussing throughout this video, it was brief, but they were discussing throughout the video how 
the brother, the younger brother of the female who is also on the channel, uh, went to the hospital before Easter because he wasn't feeling very well and he never left the hospital. He was in there for three weeks and then died. He was 37 years old and in good health. So what killed him? Was it the jabs? Was it the hospital policy? Was it both? Probably. Again, having a suspecting mind is a life-saving characteristic, not suspecting wrongdoing or foul play or corruption in any way, and certainly not being able to connect the dots is just not a survivable skill. You've, you've, you've seen it in, in a thousand memes, and, I, and I've said it here too, that the definition of literacy is not now the definition of whether or not a person can read and write. The definition of literacy is being able to know the world you live in and waking up from the matrix. And if you are not literate in that regard, you're not going to make it. So I don't know how anyone with a conscience can suspect the jabs and not bring that into the discussion. Which means if they're not bringing it into the discussion, then they're doing it for a couple of reasons. They're not bringing it up because they are brainwashed and they don't know that it was the jabs, if it was in fact the jabs, or they're not bringing it up because they know it was the jabs, but they don't want their video to get kicked off or they don't want to lose money or lose YouTube access or whatever it is. It's, it's multidimensional, it's multifaceted, but if you have a conscience, you have a responsibility to tell the truth as to what's going on. Which leads me to this final post. I'm going to leave you with this. Again, I'm guilty of this too. I know we all are to, to, a, to a large extent. War isn't easy, and, it, and it's, it's not designed to be easy, but this is, a, I, this is an excellent post that was on greatawakening.win, and I, and I thought it was a good post, and I wanted to read it here because uh, I agree with it. So I will leave you with this. It was titled, You Have to Understand That People Are Not Like You. They said, quote, There are many posts all over the internet reflecting people's frustration with those around them being asleep. Call them whatever you want, leftists, rhinos, SJWs, Karens, normies, NPCs, Covidians, the labeling isn't helpful. You have to understand and help others like you to understand that we live every day of our lives in a spiritual world. There is a large percentage of people in this world who do not see not only do they not see, but they, can't, they cannot see. They do not know God. They do not have the ability to tap into the Holy Spirit. They can only discern to a certain degree, and some cannot discern at all. There are demons and spirits everywhere in this world, oppressing and possessing, clouding judgment, causing havoc, distracting, tormenting. Whether you want to believe this or not is irrelevant. The very fact alone that you are here, frequenting this site and others like it, to this day probably tells you all you need to know about who you are 
and your purpose here. You were put here to seek and expose truth. You are the true 1%. These very well could be the last days. I won't pretend to know. But if there's a little voice telling you to ditch certain people, listen to it. If it's telling you to be brave, listen to it. If it's telling you to fight, listen to it. God bless you all. Keep going forward and understand that they are not meant to go with you. Unquote. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless.